0: Responses, that he gets the glory out of our lives So let's pray Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you this morning, Lord, and we thank you That you found something in us worth loving because you created this, God, and you know all about us Lord, and while we were still wretched and undone, God, you loved us enough to call us into your kingdom, not because we were ready, Lord, but because you were ready. You chose us.
1: Yes, you did. We didn't
0: choose you, God. And you brought us to a place, Lord, that we can recognize you in every part of our lives, Lord, but let us not be neglectful (laughs) to forget to tell you that we love you let us not look on everything else and the things that you provide for us and love those more than we love you.
1: Jesus,
0: yeah. Let you be the first partaker of our love, God. Yes, Lord. yes. Sir. Because through you, we can really learn what true love is. Hallelujah. And Lord, we ask you as we go through this, this month, Lord, speaking of love, that you will prepare our hearts and our minds to hear and to see Lord, the things that you have in store for us, stirring up Lord, those things that you have placed in us, that you can get the glory out. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, have your way in this service on this have morning. Way, Father. Let your spirit move from this place. Way, God. Speak to every heart, every mind. Yeah. Break old ways and set captives free. Yes, Lord. We thank you and we praise you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus'
1: name, Amen. Amen.
0: You can receive it, Amen. Thank God for another day he has given us you know I often think if it had not been for God where would I be Mm -hmm. and I often come to the conclusion that I probably wouldn't be (laughs) because you know I was on a road and a path of destruction but God said no amen I thought I was making good decisions God came in and showed me I could make God decisions amen and operate in a way that he is the magnification out of my life I thank God for everyone that's here Today is going to be a very special service, amen, as we're, you know, coming forth in this this month. Last month we talked about I belong here. We belong here. Everybody belongs in the kingdom of God. A lot of people just don't realize it yet. Amen. He created us, amen, to love us. He created us to be in relationship with us. Amen. And as we go through this month, amen, we're going to really try to, you know, just set that loose because the love of God is so powerful and so real and so liberating our hearts to receive the word, we're going to get right into it, amen, and let God have his way, amen, as we illustrate his love on today, so, but no further ado, we're going to call Pastor Linda up, she's going to get us going, amen, hallelujah, let him have his way.
1: All right, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just thank you today. Lord, we just got finished declaring, Lord, I love you. Lord, I need you. And Father, that is our heart's declaration. Lord, we love you and we need you. God, we're so grateful that you love us, God. That you look beyond our faults and you see our needs, God. That you meet us here this morning as we gather together corporately. Father, we ask today that you would have your way in this place. That God, today no one would leave not feeling your love, your presence. Not feeling your care over their lives. Oh God, we've been discussing how we belong here because we are the body of Christ. We're so thankful, God, that you are our head, God. Oh, God, we know that every need will be supplied, and we thank you right now. God, have your way today, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated this morning, amen. Um, this morning we're so glad for everyone that's here, and we, and we have the um, honor of God being able to use an occasion to speak to our hearts. And the occasion is that we we will be having a wedding during our sermon, okay? And one thing that God, I love, I, I have always loved this, is, is that God can, will illustrate to us his word. And we are the heart of God's affection. So this morning I was thinking, as I was driving in this morning, I was thinking how we have two brides here this morning, Okay. We have the heart of God, his bride, the church. And we have the bride this morning, Minister Alwyn, amen. And and the wedding that's going to be performed during, Minister during our sermon. And so we're thankful that God, one of the things I think what a gift God would do, because a lot of times when we go to weddings, um, there's some of us, we've been married for years and, and think we know, think we know but i'm finding out that i've been married over 40 something years and i still don't know everything that the word wants me to know about marriage i'm still growing in the love of god i still not have not attained the love that god has for the church. I'm steady growing in that love. And so I'm so thankful that God would use a wedding to remind us, to teach us, to let us go through the word of God. Because a lot of times a wedding is how many weddings have been all about the fufu and the dress and the money that we've spent to make the outside look so good. And Pastor David and I have married people that have gotten married on one day and in two or three months later, they've gotten divorced. And they have spent all kind of money, and they've looked beautiful on the outside. But the inside just wasn't ready. And the love that they were sourced with was the love of the world, the world's definition of love. But we need to be sourced with the love of God. For the love of God goes way past our limitations, way past our knowing. And we need to know that love in our hearts. So this morning, I am so grateful that God would um, honor us with his word during this wedding. And that even those that are getting married would honor this time to allow their wedding to be a teaching moment for all of us to either be reminded or to be taught through the word of God what a wedding is all about. All right? So I'm going to start with the first scripture because we need to know that weddings was ordained by God and the first husband, the first husband is God. All right? In Isaiah 54 and 5, it says this in the Amplify. And and God is talking to Israel. He says, for your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts, is his name and the holy one of israel is your redeemer the god of the whole earth he is called so god substantiates from uh, something a very important what he wanted them to know that i'm your husband he chose israel and he wanted israel to know i'm your husband if you look through the bible one of the things that you find that god's heart was On his people, but his people's heart was constantly turning to other. Uh, I would say other husbands or other gods they were constantly being lured away by other gods um, we today can bring that home today that uh, even as we have came to the altar and we say Lord I want you to be my all in all that that the world and Satan da- dangles things before us and the next thing you know we too can turn our hearts away from God you know there's nothing um, if you have in a marriage and and had any unfaithfulness in that marriage there's nothing more heartbreaking than the unfaithfulness so just to imagine that the lord of of, like he says the lord of the whole earth who who supplies us with everything that we need can you imagine we can just imagine if we've been through it that pain but the pain of the heavenly father who loves us with a everlasting love and we turn our hearts away from him But yet he kept turning back to us. One thing I love about the Bible, and if you haven't read it this morning, I just admonish you to pick that book up and read about the greatest love story ever, ever, ever told. A love story that's going on and on and on. That despite our unfaithfulness, we serve a faithful God. Despite our turning away, he never turns away from us. Despite our walking away, he always is there and he's present and and what god wanted was for the marriage our marriage th- that we see in in a husband and a wife to depict his he wanted it to depict his unfailing love for us as the church but one thing we got to realize is that we have to have the love that he has or else our marriages will fall so short if we have the love that we've seen depicted and and fall up and down in our homes, in our culture, we need to be sourced with a God love that never fails for our marriages to remain solid. Jeremiah Jeremiah 33 and 3 says this, The Lord appeared from of old to me, Israel, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting means everlasting, no stop. Nothing stops it. An everlasting love you know uh, most of us ladies I, I i don't know some of us men might but most of us ladies love romantic movies and we love that happily ever after and i love at the end when it's just happy and you know it always ends with happily ever after cinderella and all that happily ever they just don't show you real life after that marriage right they just go up to that point and then they say happily ever after but they don't show the the lived out that there's going to be ups and downs and sadness and ha- they they don't show all that and so we get just all you know we grow up with that oh, happily ever after until we marry and then we have to live this thing out and we find out that love is just not something that we saw on TV and it's not in that little phrase happily ever laugh after it's work. And that if you don't work it, and work is not necessarily happy. And and I've loved in my walk that I've learned that God is not necessarily trying to make us happy. He's trying to make us holy. And he will take the two of us and he will uh, scrub us (laughs) together to bring out what he needs to bring out in our life. And so a lot of times we want the happy without the holy, but the holy takes a working, right? And it says, so, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. God says, with loving kindness I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. God is continually, even as we are sitting right here, God is continuing to draw us. He's continuing. Yes, we've came to the altar. Yes, we've said yes. But he's continuing to pour out his love to keep on wooing us and drawing us to his love. To keep on helping us to see that his love is the best love that we could ever, ever have. To so I have a witness this morning? God's love is the best love. And you know, the thing is, is that we can stand here and we say, just like on the wedding day, this is the best man I Oh, Pastor David was the best man I could ever marry and in my eyes and in my heart all that but then when it came to working it out and working through some differences and working through some changes that had to happen in me and changes that there was days where he didn't look so the best man and if we're not careful even though we come to christ and say jesus and we can sing that song jesus you're the best thing that ever happened to me there has been days There has been days when we didn't think he was so good. There's been days when we didn't think he came to meet our needs because what we wanted wasn't happening in our lives. And so we begin to look at him in a different way. And so what God wants us to know that love is not all about getting what we want All right. And getting everything that we think we need. But love is about getting what we really need. And the maker and the creator who says, For your maker is your husband. For your maker is your husband. Understanding that who makes the thing knows the thing better than the thing itself. Right. And knows exactly what it needs. All right. Any inventor or any creator knows more what the thing created needs than the thing created it knows right and so we have to remember that our maker he said is our husband and so he knows exactly what we need and so when we get disappointed and we think that he's not doing what's right we got to go right back to this scripture my maker is my husband the one that created me is my husband. And so he knows exactly what I need. And that all he's really calling for is a trust in him. See, that's one thing that we learn about marriage is that we have to learn to trust one another, right? That the, the big thing is about learning to trust one another. And sometimes our trust is based on exactly what I said before, that they're doing exactly what we want. And we lose our trust when they don't. But sometimes they're doing exactly what we need, even though it doesn't feel good or right to us. In Jeremiah uh, 31 and 3, of that same verse, and I love how it comes out in the message, it says, God told them, I've never quit loving you and never will. Expect love, love and more love. And this is something that we have to trust in. He says, I will never stop loving you. And God says, have an expectation. Uh, This morning for our married couples, have you lost your expectation? Because God says, expect love and more love. Expect love. And this morning we're going to talk about a definition of love because sometimes we say we're not getting it because our definition is totally wrong in revelations 19 and 17 it says this let us rejoice and shout for joy exulting and triumphant let us celebrate inscribe to him glory and honor for the marriage of the lamb at last has come and his bride has repaired herself In the Bible, there is a story and a book in the Bible that um, I I would admonish um, people to read, and it's the book of Hosea. And in the book of Hosea, it talks about this prophet who God tells him to go and marry a harlot. And he, he actually tells him to go and marry this harlot. And when he marries the harlot in the story, she constantly leaves and goes back to her other lovers. And he constantly goes to buy her back. And the story was so that God wanted to show his people that his, his love was everlasting and that no matter what they did, he still loved them and that he would redeem them and that he would go back. And as you look into the old Testament, you constantly see the people of God where God is showing his love and he's, he's being a good husband, but they're constantly turning their hearts away from God and going to other lovers and going to other gods, but God's faithfulness would always go back and he would always redeem them back. It's it's such a love story that you know all the way from the beginning, you know when he told them not to eat from the tree and then they eat from the tree and, he, and then he then he has to take all the people out of the earth because they sin and there's a great flood and then he makes a promise. I'll never do that again why? Because he loves us so much that he wants to have a relationship with us and no matter how we've turned our heart away from him He's always been steady with a steady heart for us. And so in in the Bible, you see this love. And, I you know, some, there's a song that I think about in the world is one of a kind love affair is. And I think that sometimes the world is all about love affairs, love affairs. God's about love covenants and we're about love affairs is 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 it's wonderful while it's good is euphoria while it's wonderful but god's about a covenant that through the good that's why when we come and for better for worse and when people come and we don't really think about that when we're we're when when we're getting married we don't really think about that part it's about the dress, the all the preparations, everything is making us so feel so good that day. But on that day when it says for better, for worse, for worse. most of us are thinking about for better. <laughs> if anything, this better, get better, okay? Uh, you know, the, all this, I can do bad all by myself and all that kind of stuff. We are thinking for better. We cannot think about worse. We're saying it but we are not at all expecting it. We are thinking sickness and health. Health is what we're thinking about, okay? So God is wanting us to see that in that, typified in the word of God is loving us has always been uh, for a better or worse kind of love, right? And God has usually got the worst of it. He's re- usually got us falling away, coming to him, running away, going to other gods. But he has been steady and faithful. In today's world, marriage has become the bad m-word you know how they have all the bad words well now marriage has become the bad m-word and people mock marriage and people say they're not going to be married and if marriage is like this i don't want to do this and people have chosen to live together whether to do what the word of god says because of the outcome of what they see and you can begin to be, there's been a disillusionment about marriage and people don't even want to be married anymore. They I'm I'm talking about not just the ones that are married, people don't even want to get married anymore. But God is saying I have a way out for that. And that I am coming back. And I am coming back for a bride without spot. God is showing us there's hope for this this marriage because God has ordained it. God started it. It was instituted by God. And whatever God starts, he can finish. And whatever he's planned for the start, he can bring it to the end. He can bring it out. And so in this scripture, God is saying, Let us rejoice. He's saying even though marriage has become a bad word, and when people are very much disillusioned by marriage, God is letting us know there is hope for marriage. And he's telling us let us rejoice and shout. Let us not be all sad. Let us not look at marriage. And if we're not careful, we'll start talking about marriage like it's a bad word too. We'll bring our sadness, bring our disappointment. And people, something that God has instituted, the church of God, we can turn around and make it seem a bad thing but God wants us no no you guys there's hope he says let us rejoice he said for the marriage of the lamb has at last come and his bride has prepared herself and God wants us to know right now when we sing the things that we're singing God is getting us ready and if we allow ourselves to come before the Lord he will change our hearts and he will source us with the kind of love that Helps us to remain in our marriages, sources with the God's love. This morning, I want to talk about husbands and wives. They de- they depict Christ in the church. That's what marriage is the de- depiction of Christ in His church. That's why it's so important that we just don't get married because He's cute and She's beautiful. We don't just get married to have sex. We don't. There's a bigger reason. You know how some, the bi- some people pick that scripture out? It's better to marry than to burn. I'm burning, so let me get married. That's not going to keep you. The burning fires will die out if the God love is not there, right? And so God wants us, it's bigger than that, all right? In Ephesians, he even tells us how marriage is to be depicted and how we're to walk it out. In Ephesians 5, and 23 in the Message Bible, it says this. Wives, understand and support your husband in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands go All out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. No one abuses his own body, does he? No, he feeds and pampers it. That's how Christ treats us, the church, since we are part of his body. And this is why a man leaves father and mother and cherishes his wife. No longer two, they become one flesh. This is a huge mystery, and I don't pretend to understand it all. What is clearest to me is the way Christ treats the church. And this provides a good picture of how each husband is to treat his wife, loving himself in loving her, and how each wife is to honor her husband. The word of God gives us a a depiction of how this is to be walked out so as people look in if we were walking it like this if we would walk it like this people would see marriage in a different light right everything in here sounds so you know and and for the man here it sounds like there's so much so much so much to do but really it's love It's the definition of love. And so the definition of love can only be God's source because our definition of love comes from how people have loved us. And if we have been loved incorrectly, that is how we are going to walk out love. We can walk out love according to how we've been loved, raised in love, how we've seen love in our culture, or we can look at the word of God and find out what real love is. Real, real wisdom is to get God's definition, right? It is not to, some of us say, that, well, this is all I know because this is all I've been raised with. And that may be true. But there is something higher than what we've been raised with. And that's the word of God. And that he gives us a real definition. If we look in in Corinthians, we find out the real definition of love. And if we would read that, love is patient, love is kind. And there's so many times when I read and go over that, I go over that in my marriage because I look to see where I'm not, okay? A lot of times we look and say, I got that. I got that, I'm kind, I'm patient. I Then I go down to, but love keeps no account of faults. And I go, wait a minute, I'm not there yet. And that's what we honestly need to do is to look into the word of God and find out, celebrate where you're right, but don't ignore where you're wrong. And ask God to help you in that area, to come up in that area, because it's only through the love of God that we are going to be able to walk out the marriages in a way that glorifies God, and so we need to go through that chapter and look at how lo- what love really is. God is love that's what the Word of God says: God is love. so for us to walk out real love, we have to walk according to the way that God is. God is love. Marriage was instituted by God from the very, very, very beginning. Amen? In the garden, marriage was instituted by God. Let's look at this in Genesis 2, 21 and 25. It's a sad thing today because marriage has been changed. Family and marriage has been changed to man's definition. And if we're not careful, we are not If we don't stand for what the word of God says, marriage and um, family will have all kind of definitions. But God has a definition. And from the very beginning, he instituted, and this was his definition. In Genesis 2 and 21 through 25, it says this. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, He took one of his ribs, or a part of his side, and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib, or part of his side, which the Lord has taken from the man, he built up. And he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. Then Adam said, This creature is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man, in his mo- and, and, the man and his wife were bo- both naked and were not embarrassed, are ashamed in each other's presence. Um, what what a beautiful scripture that if we would really look at that, um, we have so many definitions, but right here it said a man and his wife. I need, I need us to understand it wasn't a man and he, it wasn't Adam and Steve. It was a man and his wife. The word is, clarifies this. And as this morning we want to clarify what God called family and what he called a husband and a wife. And he brought her to him. You guys, it's in the word. So we, we want to bring out the word. I can't do it any other way because there's so many definitions that that um, the world has for this institution that was ordained by God. But if we're going to do it <laughs> in the name of God, we got to do it in the way that he ordained it. And he had a, a, a ordination that he brought the woman to her, to him and when he brought her to him it says therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and they shall become united and cl- and he will cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh today that leaving and cleaving cleaving is something that it means that we stay we we cleave we we honor he honors her above anyone else Um, There's so many things that in the world that is pulling us, and it looks right. And I want to say, because it looks right doesn't make it right. And because everybody's doing it doesn't make it right. But because what God says is what makes it right. And God wants us to, to honor marriage in the way that he has created it to be. He wants us to honor one another, to respect one another. He wants us to love one another. He wants us to to love in the way that he loves us. He he said for the man to love his wife the way that he loves the church and gave himself, gave himself. And this morning as the ladies, we come in all beautiful and we come in, that's not the real beauty is the dress and all the outside. Our real beauty is the honor. And we're, we're in a world where dishonor is a part of our culture. Honor has with it the word respect. And what we do in marriage, what we, why we have to have God love, is because we say things like, you earn that respect you um, if you give it, I'll get it. no, if I have it, see, God doesn't give us love because we earned it. God gives us love because He is love. We don't give respect because you earn it, I give respect because respect is a part of my character, and see, sometimes we don't recognize that we say the virtues, I will show the virtues of God if you show me you know, the goodness that will pull on my virtues. But I am respect. I am love. I am those things because God is in me. And 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 nobody should be able to take the virtues of God from us if we are. If that's our essence. That I am love. That's why it says God is love. It don't just say God does love, because it says if it just said God does love, it would be dependent upon if we did right. But because it says God is love, there's no dependence on what we do or don't do. God remains the same, that he is love. So this morning, as we go into our wedding, first of all, I want to say every wedding starts with a proposal, right? Every wedding starts with a proposal. And you have to say yes, right? So the wedding wedding of the lamb we have to say yes to God and I want to ask you this morning have you said yes before we get into the natural wedding there's the bride of Christ and he's calling us all to be his bride and the first thing he asked us was will you be mine okay have you said yes to God sometimes we think it would be crazy for us to think just because we have on a white dress today that we're the bride because that's, that doesn't make us a bride because our hair is fixed and we have on a nice white dress. Uh, to make us a bride, we would have had to had a proposal that we said yes to, right? We said yes to our groom. And so this morning, God wants us to say yes to him so that we can truly be his bride. And then there's a time of preparation that when you, after you say yes, then there's the time of preparation. And God is preparing his church, and as we come in and out, and as we read his word, it's because God is preparing us that when he comes back to be that bride without any spot or wrinkle, he's allowing us to go through things. He's cleaning us up through the blood of the Lamb. And so this morning, God is saying to his church, have you said yes to him? Will you be mine? Will you say yes will you allow yourself to be cleaned up by the Holy Spirit, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? There's things this morning that as um, as Elder Otis and as Minister Irene was going through time of preparation, there's there's things that they had to look at. There's things that they had to, to really evaluate. There's things that, you know, our independence we have to look at because we're, we when we haven't had nobody in our life, now we got some and to become one that means that i gotta let go of some things i gotta let let things so that we can become one me and pastor david we had to learn some different things I, and 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 things that i used to like that he doesn't like we there was some give and there's some take and there's that merging together doesn't mean i'm gonna be me okay we're gonna be we and that's what marriage is about. And a lot of times people say, I I want to get married. But they forget that I has to turn to we. Wow. And so what happens when that we comes, everybody starts going back to being independent. And that doesn't work because you're interdependent and you're coming together and you're letting go. And you're, you're coming together and standing together in different areas that you stood totally opposite And now, and all of this should have been worked out. Our problem is, is a lot of this should have been worked out before we said, I do. Because, but because as Pastor Davis said, lust stepped in first. (laughs) You know, lust step in first. And and, and remember, this marriage is to bless you with a gift. Because lust stepped in first, a lot of times, is about the body, And once the body connects, our mind just goes out the window, right? And so what we need to do is realize that God wants our mind to be engaged. And when the two become one, he wants us to be engaged to the fact that we realize that there is a change. Am I willing to submit the word, the other bad word? Am I willing to submit? Am I willing to humble myself? Am I willing to give, 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 okay? Because most of us have came into marriage to see what the other partner can give me. Give me. But what are you bringing to the table? A lot of times, ladies, we're looking for a man that can take care of us, but there's also the part of what you're going to do for him. It's give, 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 give. People say 50-50, but some days it's 100 10 I mean 90 10 some days it's 100 and that person is not giving you anything I'm just being honest are you ready for that some of those things we got to think about because it's our definition of what marriage is I'm gonna say this again it says and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, one flesh, one flesh, one, and one, one. And the ma- I fought so many years about that oneness of wanna be me, wanna be me. Where is me? Where is me? Where is me? Where is me? And somebody's already saying, "I don't want to lose my identity. I don't. I want to be me. I want to be me. Stay single." <laughs> <laughs> and the be- man and his wife were both naked, and were not embarrassed are shamed in each other's presence what a beautiful place to be naked and not embarrassed our shame and naked does not just mean unclothed yeah. naked means not ashamed naked and you know me I know you um I can, be, I can be whole with you. I can be uh, transparent with you. That's what marriage is about. Is, you know, when we go into marriage with secrets and we go into marriage with things that we, we are ashamed of, we bring that into the marriage. And we may not never say it, but let me say one gift that I want. I'm praying for every marriage this morning is the unspoken vows. There are vows that we have spoken within our spirit at a time that we were hurt before we said, I do. Somebody hurt us and we said, I will never let anybody. I won't take that. And we have have unspoken vows already in our marriage before we've made vows. And those unspoken vows become a part of us that we bring into our marriage. And anything that looked like Joe or Cindy, all of a sudden, those unspoken vows, they show up in our marriage. And I'm praying over everyone this morning that has unspoken vows. I'm never going to let anybody hurt me. And somebody's not even trying to hurt you, but it looks like Cindy, what Cindy, close to what Cindy did or how Cindy talked or how Cindy walked out the door. I'm calling her Cindy, okay? If, I hope that's not, oh, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I just looked over there and Cindy is here. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll call her, oh, Cinderella, Okay. <laughs> but what she did, okay, we have that unspoken vow, I'm never going to look, that looks like, okay? And those unspoken vows are how we're walking out our marriage, not even giving our marriage a chance because we have unspoken vows that come up to bite us, okay? But I pray that the vows that you make on that day, so you can't say what you're not going to do and then turn around and say for better or for worse. You're making vows that are contradictory to each other, right? You're going to have to know that for better or for worse means for better or for worse. Sickness or health and health, that means what you're saying is not I can only go up to this limit and no further. It says until what? Until death do us part. We're going to have to know what we're saying, mean what we're saying, and not just pray that it doesn't happen. Because it does happen. You know, we kind of pray that death doesn't happen, but we've seen death happen in marriages. We kind of pray sickness doesn't come and, and change the norm, but sickness does come. And we kind of pray that not for better or for worse, but we've seen in a lot of marriages the worst they come. So we can't just stand there and hope. We gotta be ready for it and we gotta mean the vows that we're saying. So this morning, as we get ready. For this time, this celebration time for um our dear elder and for minister Irene, our hearts are in prayer. A lot of times our we come in awe to see what's gonna happen and what who's gonna wear and and, and, and the gifts and all that. To this morning, I'm so grateful they wanted to do it during morning service in a place where the people of God we can get our hearts in prayer for this couple, right? Get our hearts that um, God's love would be what's in their heart for one another, all right? And that God's hand would be over the vows that they make for better, for worse, sickness and health, that God would be with this marriage. They've said yes to Jesus. That's the first thing we're glad about. They've already said yes to their first husband, and now they're going to say yes to one another. And so right now, as we get ready, we're going to call up and we're getting ready, and I want you guys, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the celebration. God, first of all, we thank you that we are your bride. God, we're so thankful we said yes. And God, there's somebody in here this morning that may, may not have yet said yes to you. Oh, Father, they're looking for someone to to help them, someone to be for them. God, you're the only true and living God. God, you're a promise keeper. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. God, you said, where can we go from your presence? If we make our bed in hell, you are with us. And so, Father, today, give them that yes to your To your question, will you be mine? To your proposal this morning, God, that you would be their first husband, we ask in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. One flesh, one mind, one heart over this marriage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. There's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh. Bone of my bone. We are one.
3: I do pledge my life to you
2: forever and always. I will take good care of you and shower you with praise. of my breath. bone of my bone we are
0: First, I just want to say greetings to the, uh, the beloved God, all our friends and families that are present here this morning as we come, amen, and focus on the topic of love this month. This is what God ordained, mm-hmm. a demonstration of what he d- ordained when it comes to a man and a wife coming together, amen, to be joined together in holy matrimony. Amen. Which was passed on the coverage so well is instituted by God, ordained by God. And today, Amen, we come to witness Otis Jenkins the third and Irene Allen, Amen, to come together to be joined. Marriage is an honorable institution, Amen, that God has provided for us, Amen, to be able to commit ourselves one to another. And not only for that, but even for the procreation of the human race. Without marriage, we would die off. We would die away without the marriage of a man and a woman. But we thank God, amen, that he made a way. And we, we build family. We build community. Amen. We build nations. But it began with marriage. You know, I think about the first act of love God did, amen, was to create man. Because he wanted someone to love. Amen. Amen. And then the second act of love was to bring a woman to the man so they could be joined together, you know, as one. So we look at this and, you know, as as marriage is kept, as we enter into it and don't violate those vows, amen. And we we reverently and discreetly, in the fear of God, amen, we keep those vows. We establish a a home, a man of love, a place of unity, a place of peace. And I would add a place to demonstrate God's love for his church. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we have gathered here these two with these two individuals, Amen, and they do stand before you and before this company, Lord, that the vows that they keep, Lord, would be kept until the very end of the last breath lord we pray amen that their hearts would be strengthened and steadfast for the road ahead as they lay aside their individual lives lord and they make themselves one united in love and in spirit in your presence amen otis and irene i require and charge you both as you stand in the presence of God, to remember that love and loyalty alone will avail the foundation of a happy and an enduring home. Nor are human vows are s- more tender, nor are the vows more sacred than those you will be embracing. These vows are sacred, and if you keep them unviolated and, and endeavor to do the will of God, your life, according to his word, will be full of joy. And your home will be established, amen, where God can abide. Amen. So we thank you. Otis, do you take this woman to be your wedded wife, to live together in holy matrimony? Yes,
3: sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't finished. (laughs) Pause for the theatrics, amen. But to love her. Amen. And to comfort her, to honor and to keep her in sickness and in health. Amen. forsaking all others to keep yourself only unto her so long as you both shall live. I'm still do. do. (laughs) And do you take this man to be your wedded husband to live together in holy matrimony. To love him, comfort him, honor and keep him in sickness and in health, and forsaken all others to keep yourself only unto him so long as you both, shall live. Okay. <laughs> she said, and I do, and I do. Amen. Thank God for the I do's, you know. But down the road, there's going to be some I wills, and I must. Amen. So we thank God. We start off with I do. And when you look back down the road, you can say, I did amen but right now this is where we are so as you prepare your hearts to exchange vows of marriage amen as husband and wife let's reflect just on what a a vow means because you know as pastor linda was speaking amen sometimes we take our vows so lightly it's like a promise that we don't have to keep when we say promises are made to be broken but vows before god are not designed to be broken amen but a vow amen it's a solemn promise Amen. Or pledge amen, that binds one to perform a specific act. Amen. The vows pledged today, amen. Amen. Are formal and a public announcement of your keeping of the devoted love and commitment to each other. We celebrate your vows, you know, with you today, but you must always remember to strive to live them each and every day for the rest of your natural life. Take her by the hand. Face her. I'll take that. Hallelujah. And Elder Otis, I need you to repeat after me. I, Otis, take you, Irene, Irene. to be my wedded wife, wife. to have and to hold hold. from this day forward, for better, for for worse, for for richer, for richer, for for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love, love, cherish, and protect. and protect. Forsaken all others,
3: forsaken
0: all I will perform unto you, perform unto you all, the all the duties which a husband owes to his wife, to his wife. according to God's holy ordinances God's so family. long as we both shall live. So both shall live. I, pledge I pledge to you I
1: pledge
0: my, all. my all. Irene, look him straight in the eye. And repeat after me. (laughs) I, I I, I Irene, take you, Otis, Otis. to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold hold. from this day forward forward. for better, for For worse, for For richer, for poorer, poorer. in sickness and in health, health. to love, love. honor, Honor. and comfort,
2: comfort.
0: forsaking all all others, I will perform unto you All the duties which a wife owes to her husband, according to God's holy ordinance, ordinance. so long as we both shall live. I I pledge to you my all. Amen. Amen. Right now we're going to pray. Amen. Where's, Where's Deacon David? I need you real quick. Left the rings in the office. (laughs) Amen. That one's on me. (laughs) Amen. But while he's getting those rings, amen, let's talk about what the ring means. Everything has a a purpose and a symbolism. Amen. And the wedding ring is an outward and a visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Signifying unto all the uniting of this man and this woman in holy matrimony. The wedding ring is a symbol of marriage in two ways. The purity of the gold, the precious metals, amen. It typifies the love you have for one another. And the unending circle symbolizes the unending vows which you are taking which may only be broken honorably in the sight of God by death. Amen. So we thank God for this opportunity. You having trouble finding? You got to wait for the rings.
2: <laughs> A
0: more time. Oh will As well.
2: Yeah.
0: No hurry. They're gonna be married for the rest of their life, right? <laughs> so, so, so ain't no rush to get through this. This just the beginning. Amen. So we thank the Lord. So let's pray over these rings. Lord Jesus, bless the giving and the receiving of these rings that as they wear them that they will abide in your peace lord that they will continue in your favor and that they will remain committed to you as they remain committed one to another that these rings symbolize to all that see them that they have made a commitment not just to a person but to you in jesus name amen would just take this ring, place it on her finger, and hold on to it, and repeat after me, and as, a as a token, and pledge the vows between us, and my love for you, with this ring,
3: with this ring.
0: I do wed and, and give all. My worldly goods, my in Jesus' name, Jesus. amen. I ring you in like fashion, holding on to it, looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married, yeah. in, token and in, in token and in pledge of the, ple- I mean, the vows, the vows between us and my love for you, mm-hmm. with this ring. I be with and give all my worldly goods. In Jesus' name. A couple will now take time to tie a cord that binds. Amen. Threefold cord. One for her, one for him. And the third chord represents the presence of God mixed in this marriage. Amen. we so got to have God in it.
3: four, four. Three four.
0: pray over this union. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, creator and preserver of all mankind, giver of spiritual grace, we call on you right now. As the author of everlasting life, we send your blessings. We ask you to send your blessings upon this man and this woman, Lord, whom we bless in your name. For your word does say in Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 threefold cord is not quickly broken as they prepare their hearts also to receive of the Lord's cup we ask that you bless them and help them that they may surely perform and keep the vows and the covenant between them made this day and may they ever remember and remain in perfect love and peace together and in accordance amen to your word live together according to your will. Look graciously upon them that they may love, honor, and cherish each other and so living together in forgiveness, in patience, in wisdom, in truth, in grace, in a godly way that their home may be a haven and a blessing to all that will come into that place. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now as we prepare, amen, for them to receive the elements. taking of the Lord's supper amen it's always a recommitment a rededication to what we have committed to him because of what he's committed to us mm-hmm. amen and by doing this in their marriage it's a sealing of this marriage being committing the marriage to God mm-hmm. amen amen recommitting themselves to God his vow his word mm-hmm. amen his ways and so when the t- time came the lord took the bread and he broke it and y'all break it together said take and eat this is my body which is broken for you then he took the cup he said take and drink this is my blood which is shed for you to everyone, amen, standing here, sitting here, witnessing this online, amen, for as much as Otis and Irene have consented together in holy matrimony, and we have witnessed the same before God, amen, and this company, and have therefore pledged their all each to the other and have declared the same by joining hands and by giving and receiving rings, By the authority invested in me, and by the laws of this state and the word of God, I now pronounce them man and wife. They are no longer two independent persons, but one. The scripture says, "What therefore, God has joined together. Let no man, that includes this man and this woman, let no man put asunder. Which may only come to an end by death in his sight. Amen. And now I present to you, Otis and Irene Jenkins the third. Turn and face your arms. Right. <laughs> now, the couple, amen. As y'all saying, well, what happened to the kiss? Amen, but they, they wanted to make a request that every married couple in here that are willing and able join in, in this moment with them. That's why we pause for a moment. Amen, as we celebrate with them. And if you, like I said, you're willing and able, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because there's... Many brides in here, and this here is my bride of 47 years. Wow. So we thank God for the bride. Yes. So you may now, we may now, salute our bride. Okay. <laughs> 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 Plenty <of> people did. <laughs> Amen. So now you go ahead and ask for them over to the table. Oh yeah. And they ask that you join them also as we're standing in this last song, Everlasting God. Before we get ready to close out the service.
3: While they're getting the song queued up, I just wanna reiterate the power of this song. God used this song in some of the darkest days of my life especially in the last three years. And I remember one morning I was in the kitchen, and I was just minding my business. The Holy Spirit showed up. The song came on the radio, and it started playing. And when it got to the hook, it was like the Holy Spirit just started. He took out a mallet like the one he used on Jesus to put him on that cross. And he began to drive that hook into my heart. And that hook simply says that I will see the goodness of the Lord. Okay. And I can't tell you, he would not let up until i sung that at least as many times as it is on the song. But each time I sang it, I had to sing it louder and louder and louder and louder. And so this song is near and dear. And the first time she heard it, same thing. You know, the power that it has is just amazing. So we're going to do our best to practice it and practice it. But now it's time to give it to the Lord.
4: In salvation Whom
2: shall I fear Whom shall I be afraid The Lord is my life In salvation Whom shall I fear Whom shall I be afraid I will wait on you I will wait on you I will trust in you. I will trust in you. The Lord is my life and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Come on, this is how we got there. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my Salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. I will wait on you. His name is Jesus. I will trust you. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I will trust you. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Come on, y'all.
4: Lord is my
2: light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. Come on, Lord. I will wait on you. Jesus. I will trust in you. I will trust in you I will remain confident in this I will see the goodness of the Lord I will remain confident in this I will see the goodness of the Lord Glory, glory, glory.
4: Hallelujah. Let's just put our hands together. We want to lift up our voice to the Lord. Praise yes, God. This is all about him. I know come sometimes on. we think it's about us, but it's come all on, about Jesus. him. Praise God. It is him that did this. Praise yes. God. Because we waited. Guess what? Hey, let's put come our on. hope and trust in him today.
3: We set our hope on
2: the one yeah, who is it. the everlasting Woo. God. You are the everlasting God. We set our hope. We set our hope on you. We set our hope on your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God. We set our hope. We set our hope on you. We set our hope on your your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God. We set our hope. We set our hope on you. We set our hope on your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God.
3: That's how we got here. Putting our hope on him. We
4: set our hope on you. We set our hope on your love. We
2: set our hope on the one Who is the everlasting God? You are the everlasting God. We
3: set our hope on you. We set our hope on your love. We set our hope on the
2: one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God.
3: Come on, Jesus.
2: I will remain
3: confident
2: in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will remain confident in this. I will see
3: the goodness of the
2: Lord tell you something. I will remain yes. confident in this. Ooh. I have seen the goodness of the
4: Lord. Right, now. I remain confident in this. I have seen the goodness of the Lord. Ooh. We yeah, really. remain confident in this, we have
2: seen the goodness of the Lord. Give God some hand, praise on, up in here. Yeah. Let Give him know you, Let up he know you mean it. Let he he him know you mean it. Give him some air, praise. It's a celebration for God. Praise God. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, he's come on, on, Jesus. a good God. Yes, he's he is. a good That's God. That's how we got it.
4: That's how we did it. Hallelujah. We followed God. We kept our hope on Him. Hallelujah. It's all about him, praise God. Ooh, Jesus, and we give on, him Lord. the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. We can do this. But he did it, praise God. God. He did it! Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We wasn't even looking for this, praise God. When he told me to ask me for coffee, praise God, to meet him for coffee, I had just got off of work, and I didn't even change clothes, praise God. I didn't even recomb my hair. But praise God, didn't even put on my makeup, praise God. But God met us there, praise God. And he did this, praise God. I didn't have to do nothing. Come I didn't on. have to raise up my dress to praise God. I come just on, went Jesus. and did come what on, God Jesus. told me to do. And when he said, say yes, I said yes to Jesus. And it was yes to Jesus.
3: And when she said Woo! yes to and Jesus, we
2: took guilt.
4: it to the
3: pastors and we said, "Yes, we, we did We want didn't to stop right in there." into a courtship. No, we not dig. Thank you, Jesus. We are going to court, Woo! but it's unto marriage. But until you two Thank come back God. and pray for us. Thank you, We're God. We're not moving another further.
4: Hallelujah.
3: They took time. They prayed. They came back and thank said, yes. Thank you, Jesus. And here we are. And here we, here just we are. thank
4: God for your patience. Thank I wanted to date y'all, but I didn't understand date. <laughs> when I looked up dating, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I got a boyfriend. I said, Mama, hold that thought. Praise God. I got to look that up. That up. When I looked up boyfriend, guess what? I ain't got I didn't have no boyfriend. And I wasn't dating. I was in a coded relationship. If you're dating, praise Amen. God, stop dating and get in a courting relationship. Amen. God will take you somewhere. Thank you, Lord. Woo!
0: Thank, you, Lord. Thank you, God. Have we seen the goodness of the Lord? Yes. Come on now. You know, we put our confidence in him, in God. Not in man, not in woman. But we keep our confidence in God. He's the way. Amen. As we get ready to dismiss you, amen, we want to invite you to have cake with us as soon as we take up the offering. Amen. Deacon Davis coming to close us out. We invite you to have cake. Amen. And then the the riding room has already provided meals.